Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Zarar. And I'm Hino. And that's it. Two-person podcast today. So it should be nice and short and sweet. And the topic we have for you can get long sometime. Um, the topic today is how much do we refine in our backlog? So maybe you're part of a scrum team uh, or even a Kanban team, and you have certain ceremonies where you end up refining a lot of work so that it can be taken into sprint or your iteration or what have you. And I've observed there's a tendency to kind of over-refine by some some team members so that they have enough, so, so developers don't, quote-unquote, run out of work. And as coaches, we always kind of say, well, you got to do just-in-time refinement. You don't want to over-refine. You don't want to make your uh, your, your your refined pile too big. Uh, but the response often is, well, aren't we going to develop all this stuff anyway? So why don't we just get ahead of the work and start refining, you know, maybe an iteration or two iterations worth of work? You know, what do you, what do you, what do you think of that approach when people respond to, hey, instead of limiting, limiting work or doing just in time, why don't we just refine a lot of work in advance? Because eventually we'll develop it. Well, I, first of all, I think, I think it's a, um... Um, not looking at some of the consequences of refining all that work. And it's uh, introducing an awful lot of wasting your system. And that's ultimately why refining is there. Refinement is there to reduce um, unknown or blockers that you you could have known up front that the team would be blocked working on that story because we don't know enough yet, because there are certain questions that we need to get answers to, because there's dependencies on uh, on other uh, parts of the system or other parts in the organization because there is some learning that needs to happen, which is uh, when we would introduce a spike and so forth. So it's really all to reduce that waste. And now we're going to add another piece of waste uh, by refining so much. And that waste is basically doing all of that work on stories that we might not have enough information about yet. And as a result, spinning our wheels on trying to figure out what information we need, where that needs to come from and so forth. And if you're only going to work on that story in two or three months from now, why do it today? Uh, when that information naturally will um, emerge anyways, uh, will become come to the surface uh, closer to the time that we're actually going to develop it. So it's it's actually introducing another source of waste. That's what it is, in my yeah, opinion. And it doesn't account for change. Uh, it, it doesn't it, account for change either. You're right. And you made a great point, which I want to come back to. Uh, but it doesn't account for any change in the people's context. And I think it sort of fuels this mentality that we often talk about where you don't want team members to say, oh, my job is done. Now it's up to you. You always want to look at the system as a whole and see how you're delivering software, you know, all the way from like, you know, elicitation of a requirement to the release of that requirement as a feature. You always want to optimize for that system and not just your part. And I feel by by just creating 30, 40 stories in your backlog and saying they're refined, you're you're promoting a behavior which is very role-specific and not team-specific. Well, that's only one of the issues, right? Because you're also um, starting from a, a place where you believe that everything is known uh, about the um, the project, the engagement, the, uh, the, the system that you're building, uh, that you know what all those features will look like, that you know... Uh, what questions you need to ask, even though you don't know yet what the system will look like by the time that you're finally going to address that particular, let's say, a story. 
if you're refining it today and in two months from now, you're picking it up for the very first time, there's an awful lot of time between now when you refine it and then when you start working on it. So that refinement most likely will need to be redone because the state of the system that you're adding that functionality to is completely different. Right, so that this is all the ways that I'm that I'm talking about. It's not just the change in, um, um, yeah, the, the the flexibility in in what functionality are we going to to build, but also the flexibility in what are we building it on. What are the changes that we require in order to uh, to make add that functionality? Um, yeah, and all all those kinds of things. So yeah. there. And it comes at an expense of collaboration if you think more deeply about it, because if you are spending all that time, um, you know, looking ahead to work that may come like weeks from now, your opportunity cost is not working with your teammates who are working on the stories, perhaps that you as a product owner had written, you know, a while back, which are being implemented now. So that's where your focus should be. It should be on the here and now, not what's so far down the road. And it's, and 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 one method, if you want to talk about like how to address this issue, that I have often found effective, is, is whip limits. And whip limits are sometimes difficult to implement in some of the other states in the in the workflow. Like if you're in development or ready for release, there's always like a some sort of contentious battle going on. What what a whip limit there should be. But I find adding a whip limit into the refined column is probably one of the easiest things you can do to promote good team behavior. Yeah, why stop there, right? Uh, add it to your backlog as well, uh, right? So uh, there's you can you can add whip limits to every single state in your uh, in your process, and I would encourage you to do so. Uh, I disagree that that it's well, I maybe contentious is the right word, but I disagree that uh, whip limits are not easy to implement in other places. They they need to be there as well. There's only so much you can reasonably do. Like I'm a cyclist, for instance. I always, uh, a lot of my friends have uh, have quite a few bicycles and I always make the joke, even though I know that these bicycles do different things. I always make the joke, uh, well, why do you have four bicycles if you can only ride on one at once, right? But, uh, but that's, that's kind of different. Um, in this situation, if you, um, you, you can only develop one story at the same time. Yes, you might be blocked with one and then there's two options left. Uh, I'm, one is start something new, which should be your last course of action. Another one might be, how can I help somebody else on the squad finish their story? So we keep that whip limit uh, in in check as well. And um, if you're actually blocked and you start a next one, yeah, so be it. But don't start two thing, two more than two things at once. So that's the, uh, the only thing that I have there. So refinement in general, though, um, there, there are so many different reasons why you don't want to uh, why you don't want to refine too much, and I alluded to it from the from the very beginning, and that is uh, really the reason why we're doing refinement in the first place. What is the problem that we're solving? Well, we're solving this problem problem to not be blocked. Now, the question there as well is, and we can we can take this. Yeah, you said that it was going to be a short podcast, right? Uh, I hope that I'm not taking this uh, in a whole different direction, uh, Sarah. So when we are uh, refining one of the the challenges that I oftentimes see is that we want to refine it, or let's say too fine, make it too fine as well. Uh, make sure that every single unknown that there possibly might be related to implementing this functionality is addressed before we even start doing it. I don't consider that refinement anymore. Right, that to me is uh, getting the story in a place where it's already designed, where the 
Um, and I'm talking about design both from a UX perspective as from a, an implementation perspective. Um, all of these decisions might already be made uh, when you when you look at some of the refined stories that we encounter in the industry. Um, I don't consider that refinement. I can consider that part of the work done. And it even um, is more important in those cases where your squad, where your team is using that kind of refinement that you don't run too far ahead because there is so much that changes uh, between now and when you will start working on that story then um, that that will invalidate all of the work that you've put in that refinement in the first place, right? So if you if you look at refinement as how can we know just enough about the story about the piece of functionality so that we're not blocked during the sprint, during the iteration, during the implementation in the Kanban model, um, then you don't need that much information. And... Um, and um, and yeah, and that means that a lot of that work, like uh, getting into how we're going to implement this, uh, what are the uh, the icons going to look like, what is the content going to look like that we're going to put on the uh, on that screen, all of that stuff can be decided during the implementation itself. It's a it's a local optimization uh, problem. I think sometimes you optimize for the maximum amount a, a particular role can do. And I think this leads back leads me back to one of the root causes why this happens is because we have sort of delegated or sometimes tasked the responsibility of user story writing to a particular role, uh, maybe a business analyst or a product owner or something like that. So that role will optimize for, well, this is my task. I will do as much of my task as possible. And I think one way we can look at the system as a whole and optimize for the system instead of one role's output is to make story writing a team responsibility and not a role responsibility. That, that I have noticed that, that that is ingrained into a, into a lot of teams and changing that mindset from, hey, this is a requirement that this team is implementing. Let's understand it together is a very, very different mindset than has the BA written all the stories yet, right? If th th those are just miles apart. And any any thoughts on what are some of the steps you can you can take to shift that mindset from to, to, to the better one? Um, personally, I would I would start thinking about metrics internally, right? And um, well, when we were talking about cycle time and we were sorry when we were talking about the um, the amount of stories that would be refined I, I suddenly there was a thought going through my head and saying like well what if we would start calculating cycle time by the time that we start refining it instead of afterwards right because then it can sit there and you can you are basically encouraged to get all those details in so you can keep your cycle time as short as possible but if you really all include that in it then you benefit working on a story together with an entire squad uh, to keep your cycle time as short as you possibly can. As soon as you start refining it, do it together with the BA, uh, making sure that everyone understands it, refine it, make sure that those the, the answers that are relevant, that you document them so that uh, somebody else of the team can uh, can look at what the outcomes are as well or what decisions have been made, and then go go ahead and implement it, right? And include that in, in, in your metrics. So, so yeah, basically put that step in there. Yeah, and you know, like I was, th I was thinking of something even, even cycle time is a good idea because cycle time we usually go start of development to end, and I think expanding that definition and using the charts available to kind of probe 
what your process is, is, is definitely good. Um, what, what I was thinking also is that, you know, when you, when you are working as a team in, in, the, in the age of remote work, when you are talking about a story, rotate who has control of the keyboard. Because I think if, if, if the, the business analyst who generally writes these stories has control of the keyboard, then sort of developers have to kind of, if they want to make a change or something, it has to go kind of through the BA's mind. And that's kind of like the, 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 the bottleneck of everything. However, if you adopt maybe like a pair programming or a mob programming idea of rotation of the keyboard to even story writing, and you complement that with tools like Gherkin or so on, now as you are talking about a story and updating it, and it's going through everybody's mind. Everybody knows that they have to pay attention to this thing and contribute to this thing to get shared understanding instead of a single person. That is something that I have not actually tried yet, but as I'm you know, speaking out loud, it, it may be something I might give it a shot. Yeah, and especially when you're talking about um, things like examples and um, and you're, you're talking about Gherkin and, and so forth, um, it, the team really benefits from that conversation that is happening, right? And from that shared understanding that is developed uh, as you are having that conversation. So it's not really about the tool and how you write it down. It's really about the conversation that happens leading up to it. And and that, quite frankly, is the the understanding that you're looking for uh, during refinement as well. So, um, so I think that's a good suggestion that you uh, that you introduce that and see um, see how that changes the behavior yeah. during the refinement session. And 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 I want to cl- close this off by a point you made like early on, which is that uh, ironically enough, if you over refine, if you if you do too much refinement upfront, you are actually unrefining stories. Because you're baking more and more hidden assumptions or uncovered assumptions into your work. Thus, even though you may label the story as refined, in reality, it is the farthest thing from the truth because you've baked in so many assumptions to it and you have increased the probability of change and being blocked and and, and so on. Or you're spending extra time getting answers to questions that you can't answer yet, right? That would automatically be answerable uh, if you would have waited for the right time when those stories become the most important ones, when it's uh, in front of everyone's mind. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap this podcast up. So refinement, good topic. I know I think we covered uh, a, a bunch of angles to it. Over refinement, generally considered evil, ways to stop it. I mean, introduce cycle time, ha- have cycle time, measure your refinement, introduce a whip limit on your refinement queue, do a little bit of a pair pro- or rotate the keyboard as you are writing the stories. Don't make stories the responsibility of a particular role, but the entire team and let that be part of your working agreements. And if you have other ideas, uh, listener, do leave us a comment. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Continuous Pod or on YouTube uh, at the Continuous Delivery Podcast. And also uh, on LinkedIn, we have a LinkedIn group. So uh, join us there as well. Uh, Thank you, Hino. And listener, we'll see you again uh, in a week or so. Goodbye.